Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are going to be continuing our study through the book of Psalms. We've been in this, boy, I don't even know what is the date today. We've been in this for 19 days. That means only 11 days more. And the five chapters that we're going over today is Psalm 91 through Psalm 95. Uh, that's the scripture reading anyway, so I hope that you've been able to keep up in that. Uh, this has really just been a a fun series to go through. Um, you know, I, I'll i be honest, I kind of debated back and forth whether or not I wanted to do the reading of all five psalms or just do the one and then or one or two, and then I was kind of sitting there thinking, man, how in the world would I do it for Psalm 119 and some of these other longer ones? I'll be honest, I, I think it would have worked out for most days. And so uh, we might go back through the book of Psalms here, um, not anytime necessarily soon, but we might do it that way just because I'd like to compare to see that and to maybe come up with devotionals that connect all five psalms together or something like that. I thought that would be kind of a neat thing to do, but that's that's in the future. That's not for right now. Right now we're just going through, uh, and I'm really just picking a chapter, maybe two chapters, and pointing some stuff out about it that uh, I think really apply uh, to our life. And so I hope you've been enjoying this and I hope that you've been staying connected to God's word. I do want to just remind you uh, of what is the purpose of Shouts of Grace. Well, this idea of Shouts of Grace, it comes from the concept in uh, Ephesians 2, uh, verse 10, that it tells us that God has a good work for all of us to do, that and he has good works prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And then uh, if we go back to the Old Testament, we look at the life of Zerubbabel. Uh, he was given a task, a good work to do, and that was to complete the the rebuild of the temple. Uh, and he had started this, and he had created a foundation for it, or, or led in the building of the foundation for it. But opposition came; they stopped. God goes and he sends a couple of of prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, and of course he eventually comes Ezra and Nehemiah as well, not necessarily as prophets, but as, as key figures. But but they go and they tell Zerubbabel and the people that they need to repent and change their ways, and essentially that Zerubbabel will complete the work, but he would do so with a shout of grace. And you know, God has a plan for your life as well. He has good works for you to do, and he wants you to walk in them. But the only way that you can complete that good work in your life is with a shout of grace. And so it's my goal that we would be connected to the word of God where we find grace so that we might be able to complete the work that God has given us. That's the whole purpose of this uh, podcast is to connect you to the Word of God. It's not to replace your devotions, and it certainly isn't to uh, re- replace church. If you're somebody who's listening to this and you're using this to replace church, well, stop listening to this and go back to church, because that's that, that's uh, the first place that grace flows, and it flows sideways there uh, from the pastor, from the shepherd that God has placed uh, over you to go and to proclaim the Word of God to you. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and we know that for by grace are you saved through what? Faith. Uh, You can't get access to grace 
without faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, and of course, it's ultimately connected to the preacher, and so it's so important to go and to have that in, into your life. But I do hope that this podcast is a supplement, that it comes alongside, that it challenges you, and that it keeps you connected to God's Word daily, and it drives you personally to go to God's Word. But let's get into our passage this morning. We're going to be reading Psalm chapter 91, and that's what we're going to be focusing in on today is Psalm chapter 91, a fairly familiar psalm, I, I believe, probably one of the more popular ones. Um, but I really think there's a lot in this psalm, so we're going to try to see what all we can look and get out of it. it. says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrows that fly by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone." You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with lifelong excuse me, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, I really love this psalm, and it's not just because, you know, it was uh, put to, uh, to to music and, and you know, um, I, and I will carry you on eagle's wings, uh, bear you on the, the uh, well, I don't remember the words off the top of my head as, as I'm sitting there going and saying, I probably just read it right here once again, but I, I really, really do like this psalm. And what it is all about, of course, is trusting in God and finding safety in God, and in a lot of ways, having victory in God. Now, these are incredibly important things. Trusting in God, finding safety in God, and having victory in God. Now, the first one, trusting in God. This is so important. You know, if you're not trusting God today as a Christian with everything in your life, you know, you go through and it'd be easy just to stop there and say everything in your life, move on, and it kind of becomes a cliche. But if you stop and you start thinking of the different categories of your life, are you trusting God with your finances? Well, if you're trusting God with your finances, it means you're going to be obeying his financial principles. Are you trusting God with your marriage? Well, if you're trusting God with your marriage, that means you're going to be obeying 
the principles that he lays forth for marriage? How about with your children? Are you trusting God with your children? Now, that's a tough one to do, right? Because you have plans and dreams and aspirations for your children. But the question is here, have you given them into the hand of God? Have you gone and said, Lord, I have an open hand with these children. You gave them to me to steward and to take care of. But Lord, ultimately, I want what you want for them in their life. Is that how you treat your children? You could go through every area of your life and ask the question, are you trusting in God? Are you trusting in God with these things? As a Christian, I hope that you are. Why? Well, brings us to that second point. That is that there is safety in God. There is safety in God. Now, this is incredibly important to understand. You know, in my life, there have been some times that I've maybe stepped out and done some things that people look at and they go and they say, ooh, I don't know that I would do that. In fact, some people just said, don't do that. <laughs> um, I've had, come to find out, I've had police officers call people in, in my church uh, as, as pastoring and and go and say, you know, you should really talk to him about this and maybe have him not do that because I just don't think it's safe. It's just not what's best for this. You know, people who claim to be Christian, who try to go and to talk me off of uh, going and in, in holding prayer meetings publicly and things like that because of fear of safety. I've had that happen before. Um, recently went to Nigeria and uh, I mean, praise the Lord for uh, men like Judd Saul who go to Nigeria where literally Christians are, are being killed and massacred uh, on a daily basis. And, and he's standing up and stepping out, proclaiming the word of God even there and trying to help these brothers and sisters in Christ. And of course, he, you know, he invited me to go along uh, along with him. And there, there are some people who asked me the question, you know, are, are you afraid? Are you afraid? Well, no, I wasn't afraid. Why? Because I had found that it was God's will. And I know that this is true. There's no safer place to be than in the center of God's will. And there is great safety with God. And in this, this passage, it says, it says in verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Think about that. This is giving the imagery of a battle. And all of a sudden here, you've got thousands of people who are dying all around you, but you're not afraid. Why? Because you know that there is safety in God. There is safety in God. And this is, of course, why you can trust in him, because there is safety in God. And I want you to understand something. There is incredible, incredible safety in God. But that also means it's true on the other side, that there is incredible danger when you are outside of the will of God. There's incredible danger in your life when you're outside of the will of God. You, you know, and it, and it might look this way. There are people who go outside the will of God to go and to make more money. Maybe they they go and, and take a job without praying about it. Maybe they go and they take a job against uh, their pastor's advice, and it's a, it's a job that they're making a whole lot more money uh, or something like that, but then there is incredible destruction that comes into their life. You know, I, I think of a 
a young man who uh, ended up getting saved uh, while I was uh, discipling him and in really trying to teach him. He was somebody whose life had fallen apart, somebody who had spent time time in prison. Uh, When I was introduced to him, he had just beaten up his girlfriend, and people were were, were really concerned about what was going on. And of course, the relationship was quite strained between him and his girlfriend. And I just started working with him on a daily basis, started uh, encouraging him to come to church. And I was running, actually going running with him on a daily basis. And during that time, it was five days a week. But during that time of running with him five days a week, we would go and we would talk. And I'd be investing the Word of God into him, pointing him back to the Word of God, constantly pointing him back to the Word of God. And you know what ends up happening is that the guy ends up getting saved. His relationship becomes, uh, you, you know, really good there with his with his girlfriend. They got engaged. They're, uh, you know, starting to try to do things the right way. Um, he ends up starting to, uh, to to do well financially or better financially in his life. Everything seemed to be going well. But then he got a job offer, a promotion. Actually, it was a job with a with another company, but it would have been a promotion. You know, he's making more money. But the catch was, was that he would have to work weekends. He had to work Sundays, but just for a little bit of time. And he came and he told me about this. And I said, well, you know, that's great that you got offered another job. And that's that's great that this job is a better job. Like, that's really good. But I don't think it's wise for you to take this position because you're not going to be able to come to church if you do that. And he says, well, it'll just be for a little bit, just for, just for six months. And then once you, you, you know, get your six months of probationary period in or whatever it was, you know, I could apply for, for, for this shift or what, you know, what, however it worked. And I told him, I said, I think that's a very foolish thing to do. Well, he didn't listen. And instead of finding safety in the will of God, which he was living in and thriving in, he found great danger. What happened was, was he went back to drinking and drinking heavy, started beating up his girlfriend again, obviously wasn't going to church, and he ended up going and losing his job, ended up then committing a crime, uh, a felony, and ended up going to prison. And more than that, he also ended up as a, as a young man going and getting cancer and has just had an, a completely miserable life ever since. And it all stems back to what? Going outside of the will of God. You know, there is great safety inside the will of God. Destruction can be happening all around you, but if you are trusting in God and you are inside the will of God, there is incredible, incredible safety inside the will of God. But you know, I want to connect this together here because this is important to understand. Where do we get the trust from God? Where do we get the the being inside the will of God? Where do we get this safety here in God? Well, we get it this way. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You have to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. It says also later on in this, 
because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. And this is all connected to what dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. You have to have intimate time with God. If you want to know the, the, the biggest thing, and, and I mean, this is, this is going to sound very basic, but, but that's because obedience is simple. It's just not always easy. And that's the little kid's song, read your Bible, pray every day. Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Do you get alone with God? How's your prayer life? I'm not asking just how's your prayer list, but how's your prayer life? Are you having intimate conversations with God? How's your scripture reading? You know, it's not just are you checking off the five chapters a day. Are you really seeking to know God while you're reading those five chapters or however many chapters you're reading? Are you seeking desperately to know him and to know him more? That's what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Go to the sanctuary of God. Get alone with God. Spend time with God because that's where you'll find safety. That's where you will learn to trust Him. This is so important. It's so simple. It's so simple. But it's so important. And when you do that, and then you trust in God, and you find safety in God, you bring forth that third thing that I said, and that was that you find victory in God. God starts to bring victory in your life. He starts to bring victory in your life, and you can overcome sin. You can overcome the effects of sin many times in your life. I mean, ultimately, yes, there, there is the effects of sin and sin nature that we can't overcome in the sense of one day it's, we will die. It's appointed for man to die once, and after that, judgment. We understand that. But I want you to understand something even, you know, I don't know, more incredible here. If you dwell with God, you are going to see victory in your life because you're going to trust Him and you're going to find great safety and where there's safety in God when you're under his wing. There is great victory. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel it, the song that rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now while you wait, 
yet see it, you can believe it, the work has already begun, know that God's up to something.